Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, all the Hunter Chillin from the Sea Islands and all around the world and things like that. I am so glad that Hunter Chillin to tune in one more again to the show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, where we the key upliftment to the living legacy and the pan special homage right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And this year, the Queen Quit, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, the hostess for this year, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year, program and things like that. Sponsored by the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. And Hunter know where Hunter can find we Gwine Yorna to Gullah Geechee.net. If Hunter want to find we Gwine Yorna to Gullah Geechee.net. While Hunter the Dilla and we the Crack We Teeth Punisher Show, Hunter can join me in the chat and things like that for free so you can crack your teeth with we. And so we want Hunter children joining with me this evening and things like that. As we Gwine on to this thing called Every Day, the Earth Day. Birthday, they're every day. Right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. I'm so glad if I had this your time to be back from Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. You know, every Monday when we do this your thing, we dedicate this your program to one of our ancestors and things like that, or to prove we are ancestors and things like that. So to see that, since we in the data function, tell me like the song with Track It Teeth and Tell Hunter, or me and the Gullah Connection, we're going to sing this now, a song called Many Things. They always have a claim from some Tell This year, you know, I Charles on Charleston, South Kakalaki. So, I think I'm not robbery this evening, but dedicate this program to all of the ancestors. 
will be coming and make the shot something different. The mission peninsula and things like that. Let us throw all of these you see out on Rebecca Charleston County, South Skagalek, it is be. So, but all of the ancestors that, well, they come to gas them off and then shell off them that find that peninsula and things like that. Then we take a more asylum ball in it. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. So this year, you didn't think like that. I'm going to make sure that so all the hundreds of what he get it. We can't understand where the crack Makita sit. So I got to do them like this, otherwise, we didn't think like that. So that is the reason I'm going to switch on over to this language that most of my global listeners understand instead of speaking Galicitans this evening, because I really want you to grasp all of what for what we are discussing here tonight. And so I'm very happy to be here. And once again, if at any point in time you want to go ahead and drop something into the chat window, please go ahead and us live in the chat here on Delegate Your Rhythm Radio that you can chat with me. It should be Queen Quet hit on the body of the Delegate Nation. And also, if you want to email us at any other time, you can send emails to G-U-L-L-G-E-E co at AOL.com. Go Geeko at AmericaOnline.com. That's what AOL stands for if you weren't around and you don't understand the retro. So let's get into this discussion about Earth Day. Let's rewind the clock. Just a few days, Saturday that just passed was Earth Day, April the 22nd. So we held the Coastal Cultures Conference, our fifth annual one, and our topic this year was sustaining cultural heritage in the face of climate change. Now, interestingly enough, at the conclusion of that event, we were all somewhat looking forward to going into the Sunday yesterday being a day where we'd have beautiful sunshine and everything during the day, and then we would have torrential downpours because of thunderstorms overnight and into the early morning today. You would say, well, why would y'all want it to be like that? Because, number one, we definitely, just like uh, Frankie Pebbly, who loves to be here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, said sunshine and rain, okay? So sunshine and rain, these are things that we need right now because this is planting season in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And, of course, all the seeds we planted aren't going to do very well if they don't get watered. So we need the rain, and we would prefer that the rain waters be the ones that hit the field and not some type of water that we have to run, that people have already added all kinds of stuff to it to filter it through, to let it come into our houses, and then you have to pay for all that work. So we'd rather God send the rain, like the whole process of balance on the earth was meant to be, and then let the vegetation continue to grow. Let us continue to grow. Let us be able to sustain ourselves with the rainfall. So we, of course, wanted to happen overnight and into the early morning because then folks wouldn't necessarily have to be outside in it. Again, safety first. And so if folks don't have to be outside running around in the rain, it even makes things 
that much better. So the dew overnight helps with all the crops, but the rain would help it even further and faster. Well, this is one of my typical kind of weeks where I'm in multiple areas of the Gullah Geechee Nation in the course of one week. So after having the Coastal Cultures Conference on my home island on Saturday, hosting a whole bunch of folks that came from all over to participate with us, and we had a very successful conference to everyone who was there. And thank you for all of the wonderful emails and tweets and Facebook messages saying how much you enjoyed it and how you look forward to the next one. It's because of you that we can continue to do what we do with that Coastal Cultures Conference and to continue to have a group like the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank that focuses on ensuring that the Gullah Geechee culture will continue to exist in real life and not just as a memory or in a museum setting. Part of being able to continue is to be able to sustain yourself literally from the land and from the waterway. Well, if the land is flooded over, because you get too much rain or flooded over because you have too much impervious surface, you go to the other extreme away from being able to have continuous sustainability. So why do I bring that up? Because where I am right now is in another place that I got a lot of love for, that I love my folks up here in the Chuck. In the Gullah Geechee Nation, we have Charleston, South Gagalaki. Well, the city of Charleston is where the Southeast and Caribbean climate community of practice is gathering. And I'm very happy to be a part of this community of practice, practicing, living the tradition, practical use, literal hands-on, in the field, on the front line, determining the things that we're seeing that we would classify as climate change dynamics, and then trying to come together to find ways that we could reverse the tide, one might say, in regard to this overflow and onslaught of things that would disrupt the cultural legacy being able to be sustained in cities like Charleston or on rural islands like St. Helena Island. What is it that's going on in the world that we can do something in another manner that would make the world better and not continue to contribute to the destructionment of the climate. Well, Charleston has become a place where many scientists, especially those engaged in environmental, engaged in climate change, engaged in sea level rise, and these things that they now call adaptation and resilience studies, and also retreat studies, are now visiting because the historic peninsula of Charleston, South Carolina, goes underwater, basically, if you start crying tears out your eyes. And one might not really understand why is it that that happens. Well, one of the reasons is that the historic peninsula of Charleston is not the same size now that it was when our ancestors arrived there back in the 1600s. That was not the same size area on which the number one enslavement auction block in North America was placed. In fact, in the 1900s, the peninsula of Charleston got expanded because an area that was wetlands all around the edges of it started becoming fill zones. So first with the dumping of various things, and then they decided to do infill to put 
physical infrastructure, the, quote, built environment, end quote, expanded out so that it could be along the waterways. So here it is that you have now that the tourists come and love to see the marina. You have the Bank Park. You have the hotels right across from Bank Park. You have the multi-million dollar homes that have been there since Chatham enslavement along the Battery. You have all the way out into the Anson Borough community. You come all around down by where the International Longshoremen's Union is. If you travel East Bay Street, if you travel on that area, you see border once again, and you see where their train tracks, and you see where Mercs and all of those, they put their their units out there to get filled, and those end up on the highways and 18-wheelers, you know, put them on the rigs and roll out with them. And so you're talking about a major international port city that does international trade and national interstate trade from right through the city of Charleston. And then you have also an international community that consistently and constantly visits cities like Charleston and Savannah and Georgetown and both Jacksonville's. These are our major cities throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, Wilmington, North Karagalaki. So you have all of these areas, and then you have what is being suburbanized and urbanized, like Fernandina Beach and Florida, and the city of Beaufort, South Carolina, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, Defusty even, for that matter. You see all of this in the Strand, Myrtle Beach, which is up in Horry County, where they want to annex Atlantic Beach in. Well, all of this is important because the cultural landscape was one in which Gullah Geechee's, our ancestors, the Igbo, Mandinka, Malinke, Yoruba, Gola, Gizi, Mendi, Temi, Fiki, Bibio, and all of these other Asachila, were the ones that recreated the way that this shoreline initially was shaped and what was to grow here and what was to be built here. It actually shaped it into a cultural landscape that became the massive plantation system that became known around the world for, again, industrial trade and not only people, but also an international trade and not only people, but also in cotton, rice, and indigo as the major cash crops. And so here it is that over time, the environmental concerns have just shifted because it's always been about trying to keep the agricultural economy still sustainable in this region while balancing out the quality of life for human beings in this region because during the time that chattel enslavement was going on, one of the major concerns was about malaria and whether there was, were mosquitoes, and then coming forward in time, you had yellow fever. You had other different types of fevers and tuberculosis. And there were different times where certain things plagued areas because of the hygiene, the lack of what we have now, like modern-day plumbing indoors and all of that, and the potential for harm when there were storms. Hurricanes, we live in a hurricane zone, and anything that was a pollutant of any type could potentially get into your water sources. Hand pumps 
pumped from wells in the ground. And so if your water source gets contaminated for any reason, this can be harmful to the entire community and to, of course, the land and the water. This concern that existed in the past still exists in the present. We are about to go into the annual, quote, hurricane season, end quote, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So when we talk about food security, we talk about environmental justice, environmental balance, cultural heritage, I cannot sit back and say that I celebrate Earth Day only on April the 22nd of every year. I celebrate the earth every day. As my cousin and I were saying this morning, she was on the phone with me as I traveled with my headset, coming on up to the chop. She said, yeah, they don't want to believe it, but Mother Nature going to always do her thing. And we were talking about how the flooding had happened not just from the Atlantic coming up and over onto land from that direction, but actually coming from the west of the Gullah Geechee Nation from up where the state capital is when there were torrential rains and downpours and the levees or the dams started to breach. They call it the dams here. The dams started to breach in the upstate and the Midlands and water started to flow downward and ended up in Georgetown County, Horry County, South Carolina, and we're still recovering not only from highway damage and road damage that happened there, but then from roads and so on that got damaged and cracked and so on from Hurricane Matthew last year that followed right on the heels of a tropical storm right before that, and then downpour torrential rains. We're still recovering from going from one extreme, one weather extreme to the other, having years and years of drought on one end, and then now going to the other extreme where you had so much torrential rains where some people's roads are not sufficient for them to safely operate those roads anymore. But now being in a position where you need the rain for the field, and guess what? The rain ends up pretty much skipping over the rural area where we had the food and where we wanted the rain overnight. We got a few droplets and kept on moving, and it came and poured on the city of Charleston, shutting down streets once again, having people sending out messages as to whether or not you should even go into Charleston at all. Charleston is still under flash flood warning right now. There's a flash flood warning for going northward in the Gullah Geechee Nation, up into the Georgetown County areas, the Williamsburg County areas. All of these areas now have flash flood warnings. And so here it is that there's no way that we can simply say for one day of the year that we celebrate Mother Earth and that there is every day. You understand? And so every day, we have to examine what it is that we are doing on the earth, what it is that we would like to have done so that we will be able to be sustained here on the earth. So not only do we continue with the work that we dialogued about at the Coastal Cultures Conference on last week, we still encourage continued self-sufficiency and food security in the Gullah Geechee Nation by sharing the seeds, the heirloom seeds. Many of you who follow us and the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's Facebook fan page, as well as the Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page, you've seen me out in the field 
planting seeds that are heirloom seeds that got donated to us and to Mills donated some, the Middleton Place donated some, the Carolina Gold Rice Foundation donated some, and we had also a self-sufficiency seed swap during our Tunis Campbell Day at the St. Helena Market. So as you come to the St. Helena Island Community Market, the first and the third Saturdays of each month throughout the year, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial Park on Historic St. Helena Island, you will not only be able to purchase items such as books and T-shirts and DVDs and things like that and fry fish and all that good stuff, but you'll also be able to purchase many of the things that people have grown. God willing, we will get the rain so that we will continue to be able to grow the food and sustain ourselves from the food. So here it is. One might say, well, why is this so important and why discuss it even after Earth Day is over? Well, one is because our people of the Gullah Geechee Nation have been agrarian and part of the reason that some were kidnapped and captured was because of the scientific knowledge that truly goes into being able to successfully plant the types of crops that they planted on islands that literally sit in the Atlantic Ocean and are surrounded by salt water. And so to be able to sustain those crops and sustain themselves is definitely something that many are still studying to be able to recognize and realize the amazing feat of being able to do that and no doubt the blessed anointing that God gave our people to be able to do it. The other thing is this is the international decade of people of African descent. So I honor the legacy of African people who continue to practice the African tradition of growing your own food from the land. Not waiting to go to the store to get it, but actually growing your own food from the land and then preparing that food and continuing the food waste traditions with your family. Now, why is this all important to a nation of people? Because, again, it helps us sustain ourselves literally. We are subsistence people, whether from the waterways, with our fishing traditions, as we discussed on Saturday, or from the land with our agrarian and farming traditions. This is important because self-sufficient people, as long as you have land, you have freedom. If you can grow food yourself and not rely on somebody else to feed you, you have freedom and you can have strength. So here it is that the Gullah Geechee Nation continues to strengthen ourselves through connecting with people globally who have the same type of interest. That is why we do participate in national and global celebrations of different types of days commemorating different things like Earth Day, not because it's not every day in the Kalagichi Nation, but just because it gives us a time to be part of a massive amount of people's energy coming together around the same positive thing, and that is nurturing Mother Earth so she will continue to nurture us. Now, why do we want to do this? Part of why we want to do this is just because it makes sense. If you've got any common sense, you would do it too. But also, over the next, we are in 2017, so roughly about the next 13 years at this point, um, because on September 25th and 2015, we became part of the groups of the other nations of the world that adopted a set of goals to end poverty, protect the planet, 
and ensure prosperity for all. And what these were called at the United Nations are 17 goals to transform our world. We call it the SDGs, which is the Sustainable Development Goals. Many of you, again, as you follow me on social media, at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram. If you've been following Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page, you've seen me outside the United Nations where I probably stood in front of the Sustainable Development Goals banner. And I love the banner, not only because it's colorful, but it's succinct. And I feel like anybody can grasp it. The graphics are awesome. They represent things very well that each one is about. And so when we talk about Earth Day, it's every day in the Gullah Geechee Nation. I want to just outline what these 17 goals are and what we continue to work toward. Goal number one is so there's no poverty. Again, the same cousin I talked about a little while ago, we had this discussion because there are people out here saying that we have children in poverty on certain, on our island that we don't see because these children sure don't look like they're lacking any meals. But these people are putting out a particular story in the media, one, to create somewhat of a great white hope uh, imagery where they have Anglo people who are retired who are coming in and supposedly doing things to help these impoverished children that we don't know about. And then they also are telling people stories to try to get grant money to say that the children are eating cereal at night for dinner. Now, one, if you're not at these children's houses, we can't quite understand how you know what they're eating. Um, Two, as we said, sometimes we eat cereal for dinner but that's not because it's the only food we have. That's food I want to eat right then. So I don't like when people speak things that are not um, and try to pit us in some type of horrific conditions when there really are people who hungry in the literal sense. It's different when you say, oh, I'm hungry, but you really mean there's food in there to eat, but you just want to eat more of it. You know, you're starving you are not in a real condition of hunger. So let's be very clear on what I'm talking about. And we're not even talking about where we use statistics to skew things in directions that will benefit us financially and politically either. I'm not talking about just using U.S. poverty statistics and saying, well, a particular family's income is only this much, so they're at the poverty level, because that's a whole different discussion of poverty than the one that we're really talking about right now and when we're talking about food and feeding yourself. But now if we go into this about no poverty, then we're talking about wealth building. And this is Financial Literacy Month. So I wanted to just couch this clearly now because some people are throwing the word poverty around just to get grants. But let's deal with the real terminology of poverty because you can be impoverished in your spirit and you can be impoverished financially and you can be both and more, okay? So now if we are going to talk about no poverty, we have to also talk about equality and equity. We need to make sure that those terms are involved and engaged in every discussion that we have, and they are in the discussions that I have and other Gullah Geechee Nation leaders have at all times when we're at any table negotiating things for our nation. And so no poverty means that we also have to have wealth, not just money, but wealth. And that means land ownership without any mortgages attached. 
That means the ability to have land that can be sustainable for not only homes that can survive and thrive there, but places where people can eat from if they can't have the ability to go out and actually work in the fields, that they can do that without restrictions. We need to be able to have these things be in place for multiple generations. When you know that you can go to sleep at night not worrying about paying any different kind of bill and know that in the future ain't none of your churn, churn, why have to worry about this shit. Then you're talking about not having poverty. But until we actually talk about the shifting of wealth in the Western world, then we're not talking about nothing. So here it is that when we talk about no poverty, that has to be part of the global discussion. Now, the second sustainable development goal ties to the first one and why I outlined it the way I did first about the zero hunger. Because zero hunger, we're talking about places where people would like to eat, but they can't. There's no food. They don't have money for food, and the only way to get food would be to steal it or to get money to buy it. They're not in places where people are going to give you food, or you can go to the creek and get your own food, or you can go in the water and get your own food. And part of zero hunger means we also have to go back to getting laws changed that are disenfranchising Gullah Geechee's out of the waterways and away from farming. Because we can feed, as long as we can feed ourselves, we do not have a hunger problem. Other places in the world, such as we talked about on Saturday, many countries in Africa are tied to loans, and then because they're tied to loans and grants, they're only given certain varieties of rice to grow. They're given only certain crops to grow. And a lot of times they have to grow cash crops, which then causes them to be hungry. This has happened in the Caribbean. People shifted away from growing their own food where they could sustain themselves because there were oil there was oil and the oil industry had come to their areas. There was peak. There were all kinds of other things that had come at different points in time that then people went into those industries and went away from food. At one point in the Gullah Geechee Nation, phosphate was a very big industry. But fortunately, Gullah Geechee's never stopped farming. So we still have some people who for generations have farmed and can still teach us and have taught us how to continue to do that. Why is all that important? Because of number three good health and well-being. The more greenery you have in your environment, the better your health and your quality of life should be. The more greenery you even have in the waterway along the marsh line, the splatina grass, the better off the water quality should be. The healthier the oyster beds should be, and the healthier the oyster beds are, the cleaner the water is. So you want to sustain these things because why? Our bodies are primarily made of water. We ingest food from that water, and we are right back to our good health and our well-being. You want to be in a condition where you are stress-free or as stress-free as possible. You're mitigating the stress on people when people don't have to have all these outside bills when they can sustain themselves. They can have good health, healthy disposition, and be a good chair, which helps your well-being. Well, part of under-overstanding any of these things that I've already discussed comes from number four, quality education. Education begins at home. Education begins in the womb. What is it that you're teaching your child before you send it out into the world, before you drop it off to school? 
Okay, it drops the boy or the gal off to school. What have you taught them already? You're going to spend more hours of time with them than any teacher ever will. So when we talk about the quality of education, it's not just at the schoolhouse. It's in the community. It's in the family. It's in the home. It's in the synagogue. It's in the mosque. It's in the church. It's in the praise house. It's in the bush office. It's in the brush hour. Quality of education. What are we teaching? And are we teaching our people to be proud of who they are? That goes back to them having good health and well-being because their psyche will feel balanced if they realize that they come from people of wealth, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth spiritual, a wealth of find of of land, which is where the real wealth is. Are we educating ourselves, and then are we passing the education on? Again, I say that this is Financial Literacy Month. Have you read anything to increase your own personal knowledge in finance? Have you read any books about anybody else, especially someone of African descent, who increased their lot in life financially? What books do you read on a daily basis just to educate yourself on any topic, no matter what it is? Anything you take an interest in, there's more you can learn about it quality of life do you have? What type of education are you participating in? Are you participating in webinars? Are you reading books? Are you taking more classes? Are you getting certifications in anything? Are you coming to any of the workshops or conferences that even the GWGC Island Coalition has offered for free throughout these 20 years that we've existed? What quality of education do you have? And whoever the teacher is says a lot about the quality of education, too. So now, let's get into equality, that word that I mentioned earlier. The fifth sustainable development goal is gender equality. A lot of things are not in balance in the world because people are out of balance with the women of the world. Women are still treated as second-class citizens in many places. There's still sexism against women. There's still abuse against women. And women financially are not paid the same amount as men around the world. That is a problem. That is a problem. And so that needs to be rectified. And so gender equality is number five on the list of these 17. It's a high-ranking thing. Number six, clean water and sanitation. We talked about the clean water and keeping the waters clean will help sustain the health of the people. When you are healthy, when you go to be taught something, you can retain it better. If you have eaten but not hungry, your strength is kept up. You have clean water to bathe in, to cook with, to nourish yourself with when you're thirsty. You are clearer. You can retain what you are educated with. And so, therefore, you have the ability now to fight against anybody trying to disenfranchise you and put you into or keep you in poverty. You will not be so quick to sign on the dotted line because someone said they'll loan you something, or even if it's a mortgage, or they'll give you this for a little interest. So clean water and sanitation is a major issue around the world. And with the hurricanes, I already mentioned how things can get into your water table, things get into the aquifers and things, and they have to shut things down when you have city water after a storm because they want to make sure the water is clean or not. They shut down oyster beds to go and check water quality to see is it clean or not. So, again, you see how everything every day can affect the earth, can affect our bodies, can affect 
what our quality of life is and whether we have good health and well-being. Well, when we start talking about the things that could potentially be the opposite of what's good for our water, like there's this attempt by this current administration of the U.S. government to reopen the Atlantic coast to oil drilling. There's also a current attempt now for an executive order to revisit every single national monument that was established for the past 21 years, in particular attacking those that President Barack Obama signed into existence. So all of this now would now affect and infect the Gullah Geechee Nation because we have the National Monument, which is the first Reconstruction Era National Monument. We live directly on the coast in the Atlantic Ocean where such historic sites exist. And so here it is that now someone wants to take away the historic sites or examine them to see if they should even exist, but then you're not concerned about examining the quality of the water and the quality of the coastline and what people want to live, the type of environment people want to live in and the type of environment people want to visit, and they do not want to come and see oil rigs out in that environment at all. No one comes to the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast to sit along the beach and look out at oil rigs. So here it is that we're looking at clean energy, which is number seven on sustainable development goals. And we talked about this Saturday, having clean energy in the form of solar power as well as wind crops. And so looking at wind crops that could be inland, not in the ocean, and then wind turbines, and then also looking at solar panels for Gullah Geechee homes. So this is something for number seven. Number eight, decent work and economic growth. All of the above is decent work that can happen for people that would stimulate economic growth and, of course, continuing Gullah Geechee traditional practices like the sweet grass basket making, the cast net making, the boat making, the continued agrarian traditions, then the food waste traditions, operating businesses where people can come and obtain these things, whether they are online businesses or face-to-face businesses or things like the St. Helena Island Community Market, the Johns Island Community Market. These are very places where people have an opportunity to come and directly engage in the economic growth and the continued decent and legal work in the Gullah Geechee Nation which goes to number nine, industry, innovation, and infrastructure. The infrastructure for much of our traditional things means having a natural environment, pervious surfaces, having open space, not building over everything and making everything a storefront or high-rise. Our industries and our innovations can go with modern technology, and we then can just retrofit existing buildings, restore and reuse buildings that are already in the area that's been abandoned by other corporations and speculative individuals that moved here and then left and went somewhere else, even the counties who wastefully build buildings to only tear them down within five years or build buildings and abandon that one and build another one somewhere else. And those places can be retrofitted to be craft areas. They can be educational institutions, community centers where they don't exist any, as well as places where people can come and learn from the Native people about their traditional culture while we also get the youth into tweeting about that, posting about that, Facebooking about that, putting up new types of websites 
interactive engagement using all forms of technology for innovation in these places, in these spaces. And so if we start to do that, we get into number 10, which is to reduce inequalities. And we need to reduce inequalities globally in all categories that we've mentioned, whether that is about gender, whether that is about finances and class, we need to reduce the inequalities that exist, okay? And then we'll be able to have number 11, which is sustainable cities and communities. When people feel equal, they feel respected, they feel engaged, and they feel that they have true ownership within it, then you can sustain that community. You can sustain that group of people and those people who hold together your city and who make up the community. And so that's why the Gullah Geechee Nation still be and thing like that. And when all the rest of people thought we were done, gone from young and done dead and thing like that. And so why is that? Because number 12 is something that we encourage as traditionalists, responsible consumption and production. You do not go out there in the ocean and derby fish. You don't go in the creek for derby fish and things like that. Get what on a need for nampon and things like that and get out the creek. Leave something for later. So if you're responsible about your consumption and production of anything, you can sustain that. But if you just go out here headlong, not calculating any risk, not calculating the outcomes or any of the things that will happen based on your actions, that's irresponsible. And so I know the word responsibility is like I'm cussing a lot of people out right now that's listening. I know people don't like that word to be held accountable or responsible these days, but that is a critical need in the world. So I am so happy that it is on the list and it happens to be number 12, very significant number in numerology, and it is a three, actually, responsible consumption and production. So we go to 13. If we have those things, then climate action. Again, every day is Earth Day. Earth Day is every day in the Gullah Geechee Nation. What actions are we taking to take care of the climate, take care of the environment, take care of Mother Earth, so that Mother Earth takes care of us. And so we reverse this tide of climate change. Part of having to do that has to do with the next two. 14 is about life below water. 15 is life on land. So, again, taking care of the sea creatures, taking care of the water, and back to what type of life are we living on the land. The life we're living on the land should not be one of poverty. Nobody needs to be hungry out here. Everybody should have good health and well-being. Everyone should have quality education because we should be treating everyone of every gender equally. Everyone should be able to have clean water and sanitary environment where they can afford to have clean energy and energy through their houses so that they can comfortably get up and go do some decent work so they can grow their economy further. They need to be in industries using innovative practices to keep the infrastructure of the communities going. We can reduce the inequalities when everybody has some work to do and ain't around here biting and chewing off each other's heads. We can sustain our cities and communities that way because we all will be responsible people and we be responsible for what we consume and what we produce so that we can continue to act in the right manner in this climate as we live the life on the land and we then take care of the water that the land is in right now in the Gullah Geechee Nation and that the water surrounds. And so when we do all of that, we get to number 16 where we have my favorite word, peace. Peace, justice, and strong institutions. Peace, 
justice and strong institutions. The black community as a whole has a tremendous amount of institutions that we'll point to and say they continue to exist or they used to exist and this one shut down and that one shut down or we're struggling to raise the money to keep it open. But it says strong institutions. That additive is important. And the more that we work together for peace and true justice, all right, then you do not want to fight against somebody else. You don't replicate what somebody else is doing. You get in there and you fight together for causes, and that's how you institutionalize things. We have institutionalized the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, yeah, the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan Archive, Gullah, hashtag Gullah Geechee 2020. We are we still deal when we have seen a lot of institutions fall, and these are institutions who have gotten multi-millions of dollars in grant money over the 20 years and before our existence, and they are not strong institutions. They're just barely holding on. So you want to be engaged with those that are strong because if you're in a fight or something, you need some strength. And when we fight for justice, we can bring peace. And that is why 17 is a partnership for the goals. And so the partnership for these goals, we have, we are in and we are engaged and we'll remain engaged in them. And everyone is seeking to have this accomplished by 2030. 2030. All right? So it will be 15 years after we two agreed to and set out to be part of the Sustainable Development Goals. And so every day of our lives, this is the journey. So that Earth Day is every day here. And so... On that note, several times throughout this dialogue, I've monologue, I've mentioned to you the St. Helena Community Market. So I just want you all to know that the next one will be on Saturday, May the 6th, and that will be from 10 to 3, and it will be part of Praise in the Park as well, which will start up, the Praise in the Park component will start up at 12 noon. So please make sure you come out there with your shouting shoes on. It's also going to be the Military Appreciation Day. So if you're in the military, you got somebody in the military you want praise for and everything, please make sure to come on out there to St. Helena Island to the Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial Park on Saturday, May the 6th. Now, May the 20th is going to be the day for Gullah Geechee Bike and Beauty from 10 to 3. So if you ride a hog of any kind, crotch rocket, any of that, we want you to join us on Historic St. Helena Island as we celebrate the outdoors, but we celebrate those who ride out in it on a regular basis on May 20th from 10 to 3 at the Martin Luther King Memorial Park. And then at 2 o'clock p.m. at the St. Helena Island Library, we will be showing the film Black Beach, White Beach. That will follow on the heels of Reconstruction, the Second Civil War, Part 1. We're going to show that starting at noon, and then we're going to do Black Beach, White Beach at 2 p.m., and we're going to have a discussion with the filmmaker of that film, and we'll be bringing them on, God willing, in the next couple of weeks here on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio to talk about that film as well. And so we have those two events coming up. And then Gullah Festival weekend is May 26th through the 28th, as usual, which is Memorial Day weekend, and that will happen at the Henry C. Chambers Waterfront Park in Beaufort. If for some reason you can't get over the Gullah Geechee Bike and Beauty or you want to leave from Gullah Geechee Bike and Beauty and head south, 
we'd like you to go check out Unity in the Community, which will be happening out at the River Street in Savannah, Georgia, on Saturday, May the 20th. All right, so just coming up for May, these are some ways to come on and join us out in the great outdoors as we celebrate who we be down here and thing like that in this land of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And so just before we leave the air this evening from Gullah Geechee Britain Radio Station, I want to open up the phone lines. I want to thank all the guests who I saw called in and was listening in by phone and all our folks who listen out there on social media, thank you, thank you, on the chilling, that you can now call in if you like. If you have comments or things to contribute to this, please call into 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. I also just want to thank everybody who is gathered in the Chuck this week to be part of preparing for new extremes at the Southeast and Caribbean Climate Community of Practice Group because these are some of our partners that are up and down the southeast and out into the Caribbean who largely work for a lot of agencies and we want to make sure that they engage even more directly with the community members on the ground now that they are getting themselves even more situated and so we appreciate the work that they are doing and we're very happy that the Gullah Nation and several of our younger folks are at the meeting so that they can engage and so that we have folks that are traditions keepers and that will be the ones still holding that torch up as time goes on to make sure that our sweet grass is still available to us and that people know what to do with it as well, as well as to be out here in the waterways and everything. I want to thank the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association members that presented last week during the Coastal Cultures Conference for holding it down, and we definitely want to thank the Greenville Times newspaper, which I was just sent also um, a photograph in Anderson, South Carolina, from their newspaper that's picked up on the story. I guess it's getting out there in the AP wire how the Gullah Geechee Nation relies on the ocean for our practices. So if you're interested in that article, you can just go over to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and you can find a link there. You'll see my photograph there and then you can click on it and, and read the article. I think it was well written. And actually several photos were taken at the at the St. Helena Island Community Market. So it was wonderful to see all the family that got into the newspaper because the folks just came out to chat with several of us that were going to be out there. And they also went by Atkins Bait. So some wonderful photos tied into a very good article to really make people think about why every day is Earth Day in the Gullah Geechee Nation. You hear what I say? Earth Day is every day in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Every day is Earth Day in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And so definitely, once again, I'm getting ready to get out on the road and they spread this word even further with the National Adaptation Forum and also the University of Minnesota out in Minnesota, right, St. Paul, Minnesota. So once again, if you're interested in seeing me out there, just go to our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. You'll see the information there for the Environmental Center at the University of Minnesota where they'll be welcoming me there to the state for my first time coming outside. I've been in the airport before, but actually coming outside in that state and being able to meet and greet the folks. So it's going to be wonderful. And then presenting for the National Adaptation Forum, once again, is going to be outstanding 
standing. So we're continuing to do the work to show the resiliency of the Gullah Geechee community and how we continue to sustain our cultural heritage on these sea islands. But we can show it because we live it. We can show it. We can teach it because we live it. And so it is important that people realize and recognize that if you want to learn, you have to be able to humble yourself and sit down and sometimes just carry a leeway right there on the show and thing like that, and you might learn something anything like that. So I appreciate all of you who tarry with me a little while every Monday when I'm on the air and not traveling and that you have the opportunity to take that you take the opportunity to go ahead and share the broadcast with many others. I want to thank other broadcasters like Glenn Ellis, who had me on his show called Information is the Best Medicine. And I feel like if all of us continue to share truth, we can begin to heal ourselves, heal the communities, and ultimately heal the world. So once again, if you're interested in learning more about the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour that I'm on, where we're trying to bring our story to places to help heal other communities, please go to queenquet.com, Q-U-E-E-N-Q-U-E-T dot C-O-M, queenquet.com. And also, once again, you can always email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, G-U-E-E-C-O. L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. We'll also send you out more details on all the events that I mentioned and many more events to come. And so we appreciate you, but make sure you stand up, join us, donate to the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund on GoFundMe, the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund. You will see the Gullah Geechee Nation's flag. You will see a video with me. That is the GoFundMe campaign that I'm referring to. No other one that's on there. And also, you can make sure to become a member of the sponsoring organization for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, which is the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. Just go ahead and email us once again to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com and request a membership form. Or if you're registering for any of the coming events at Eventbrite, you can see that you can join on there as well. And you can also just go to gullahgeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot. So on the chilling, that end of this year journey with we, this year week and things like that. So glad he's been here one more again on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And thank you, thank you to all of Hunter Chillin' who tune in to We Show. Uh, Hunter Chillin', keep on taking care of the land and keep on taking a stand. And we going to be here with Earth Data every day, every day, the Earth Day. Right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. This year, the Queen Quet head from the body of Gullah Geechee Nation and the hostess of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Thank you, thank you for joining me. So glad that Hunter Benya right here for this year, Earth Day Journey. We're going to keep on going. Thank you, thank you. Have a good evening, everybody. <laughs>
Thank you.